Well, welcome to another broadcast week here on The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Martian. Good to have you along today. Very, very special announcement. I want to get right into it right away, and that is for everyone who's been following the journey that we have with our friends at Preborn. And this is the outstanding ministry that uh, gives you the opportunity to help a young woman or an older woman who's experiencing a pregnancy and they're feeling a little anxiety and they're not quite sure, is this what I want to do? A lot of people are of the impression that they can stave off pregnancy and still enjoy physical intimacy by using birth control and or the rhythm method or whatever. And oftentimes when people do get pregnant, when a woman does get pregnant, she'll say, wait, how did this happen? And we kind of chuckle a little bit and go, well, <laughs> let me explain the birds and the bees to you. But in American culture, we've treat, we treat this like it's an illness or something like that, like it should be treated. And like abortion is healthcare. And preborn totally takes, the, uh, takes that argument to a whole different dimension with an ultrasound image of the preborn child in the womb. And so 85% of the time, think of this, 80 for every 100 women that would go to a preborn clinic and see the ultrasound that she didn't have to pay for, pregnancy tests, ultrasound images, it's all right there. We make the donation of $28 and she gets to look at those pictures. When that happens, for every 100 women who go to a preborn clinic, 85 choose life for their, ch their child. Either mom and dad are going to raise the kids in their own family or they're going to release that child for adoption. Now, there's still statistically about 15 out of every 100 where mom will say, no, I think I want to get a second opinion. Maybe I'll pursue an abortion. We understand it's not perfect, but the odds are way better at a preborn clinic that they are, say, at Planned Parenthood, where 372,000 children will be aborted this year and referrals for adoption total 1,800. And the number of women who go to a Planned Parenthood clinic and get convinced to still be parents is infinitesimally small. Well, here's the good news. I've been talking about it all last week and this week. With Thanksgiving coming up, we have a special match in place thanks to our friends at Preborn. And this is one of those cool matches where a friend of the ministry, they contacted us from Preborn uh, nationally and said, we would like to target bottom line show listing areas. And the match is dollar for dollar. That's right. It's, there's no limit on it. It is dollar for dollar. So every dollar you donate today to Preborn will be doubled. And this is going to happen now through the end of the month in honor of Thanksgiving. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-2229. You can also give a gift online when you go to kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com. By the way, if you stop by my website, sometimes it's easier just to remember my name, R-O-G-E-R-M-A-R-S-H. Lisa and I maintain the site. We're not super fancy about it, though Lisa put together a really nice-looking site for rogermarsh.com. Don't mind bragging on my wife a little bit. We keep current with the most recent interviews. So if you want to see my discussion on Zoom with Barry Stagner talking about uh, Jerusalem or Dallas Jenkins talking about Christmas with the Chosen, those are just a couple that are up there right now at rogermarsh.com. But we also have a link for uh, Preborn. And if you were going to make a $28 donation today that would provide one ultrasound appointment for a mom who's looking to figure out what her options are, know today that that $28 donation will be doubled. We had a listener call in last weekend, make a $140 donation. That's fantastic. That means five more appointments. Uh, statistically, four and a half more kids would be saved. Well, that becomes double that amount. So your $140 donation becomes $280. You can see where we're going with this, right? This also in, applies for ultrasound machines. 
And the ultrasound machine itself costs fifteen thousand dollars. Now other ministries are raising money right now, and they'll tell you it costs sixty or seventy thousand. We have state-of-the-art ultrasound machines that preborn can purchase for fifteen thousand dollars. Why those other ministries are asking for so much money, I don't know. <laughs> Be honest with you, because preborn and the bottom line show we can get an ultrasound machine for fifteen thousand dollars. To my count, we've already raised enough for five this year alone here on the bottom line show last year to put this in perspective preborn raised enough money nationwide for 60. yeah you, you get the idea i mean you guys are amazing when it comes to ultrasound machines but think about this if you were going to make a donation of fifteen thousand dollars for an ultrasound machine it's doubled today now through the end of the month if you wanted to make a donation of $7,500, that would be doubled, and that's $15,000. That's one ultrasound machine. And the monies that are donated here in the markets that carry the bottom line show stay here. So we're not raising money for an ultrasound machine to go to a preborn clinic in Milwaukee. We're talking Denver. We're talking Los Angeles. We're talking San Diego. San Francisco. Wherever the bottom line show is heard. So... Double the impact today, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278. You can contact us here and make a donation, or you can just go right to Preborn. That's what I'd do, 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229. That's also uh, where you go if you want to go online. You can do this to uh, go to the Bottom Line Show website. You can go to rogermarsh.com. You go to kbrightradio.com. Click on the banner for Preborn. And when you click on that banner, you can make the donation. If there's a card that you use on a regular basis, uh, whenever Scott Wilder from Preborn joins me here on the program, uh, we always have that same conversation. <laughs> it says, look, it's $28 to save a baby's life. And if you have the information for your credit card or debit card already on your computer screen where it comes up and kind of uh, automatically auto-populates, you could basically save a baby's life in 28 seconds. By making that donation just click on all the you know this is the card i want these are the addresses confirm it and boom really easy to do 833-850-BABY is the number to call 833-850-2229 or that's b-a-b-y or go to kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com and you can just follow the prompts and uh, make your best donation to preborn but please know that starting today between now through the end of the month november 30th so we've got 10 days to do this Every dollar you donate to preborn will be doubled. And there's no ceiling on this. This is not like a, we have $50,000 and we're matching. Or I know we've had some bottom line listeners who put up a $7,500 match or a $15,000. There is no limit on how much your gift can be doubled. 833-850-BABY. Call preborn today and, and protect the gift of life, which quite frankly was the whole idea of this nation in the first place. Remember the Declaration of Independence? We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men, all people, all of mankind are born with certain inalienable or unalienable rights which are endowed by our Creator. They are given to us by God. And what are those rights? The very first one is life. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Not guaranteed success but the pursuit of happiness. Liberty, not equity, or even those who keep fighting for equality are missing the point. Liberty gives us the freedom to pursue what God wants us to pursue. 
what we're called to pursue. Liberty for me might look different than liberty for you, but we have the same liberty as one nation under God. These certain unalienable rights are endowed by our creator, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our friends at the Providence Forum have put together a powerful new DVD with that title, talking about the, the original intent of the Christian heritage of America, how it's been skewed and how we can reclaim it. Dr. Jerry Newcomb is gonna join me on the other side of this break. By the way, don't forget, it's Movie Monday. And so we have a copy of this DVD movie called Endowed by Their Creator that we'll be giving away today here on the program. So if you wanna get in on that conversation, give us a call right now, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Dr. Jerry Newcomb with the Provident Forum coming up next as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. A special guest joining us for this Movie Monday edition of The Bottom Line. It's always a pleasure to get some time with Dr. Jerry Newcomb, who's the executive director of the Providence Forum. He's a senior producer and also has served as on-air host for Truths of Transformed, the Dr. T. James Kennedy's ministry. And he has not one but two video projects to talk about with us today here on the program. So it's great to have Dr. Jerry Newcomb back. Jerry, welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. Thank you, Roger. Good to be with you again. Let's talk about these these kind of their uh, they are film projects that kind of uh, piggyback, if you will. I mean, there's so much of the intolerance that's happening right now. So many people questioning constitutional uh, issues with regard to law and things of that nature. And a new documentary endowed by their creator is coming out. But also there's a, a new film called Intolerant. T -t Let's talk about the the idea, first and foremost, that. There is a war on religious liberty, and ironically, the people who are calling for tolerance and acceptance and welcoming and all that are the ones who are actually the least tolerant people in the culture right now. That is so true. Uh, the Intolerant special produced by D. James Kennedy Ministries, the whole team of the television department and so forth, is really focusing on the threats to religious liberty in our time. And uh, one of the segments that I was involved in directly was kind of contrasting what the founders of America had in mind about this subject versus what is happening today. But it, it just shows you some of the current, you know, some of these stories and so forth involving threats to religious freedom. Mm. You know, when you talk about what the threats are, I'm sure there are a lot of people who say, hey, I don't like seeing displays of this or, you know, the 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 pride flags and parades and things that we're being bombarded with right now. But one of the things I think it's important for us to understand as Christians, especially, 
is to know what the Constitution says, to know what our legal rights are, and then to be able to have that conversation based on what actually is the law as opposed to what is the, uh, I guess, the law of cultural, you know, popular opinion right now, which sometimes says anything that the LGBTQ crowd wants to do is, quote unquote, protected, and anybody who challenges them is committing an act of violence or hate speech. Talk about how intolerance uh, helps us to kind of see where the battle lines are drawn so that we could be more effective and, you know, ultimately more loving in terms of telling people the truth about the, the errors of their ways. Sure. Well, America was really founded by people seeking religious freedom. And eventually what they ended up doing was establishing such a, you know, place where we could have religious freedom. And then that freedom was extended to others. And basically you, you fast forward to today and the very ideas that gave birth to the freedom for so many, uh, now all of a sudden those who, uh, you know, uh, founded the country, their ideas are into intolerated. They're not mm. being tolerated. And so it's just kind of a, an amazing irony. But the founding fathers, when they uh, created the Constitution and then the First Amendment to the Constitution, so with the Bill of Rights and so forth. In fact, let me just real fast. When the Constitution was first written, there were many who said, okay, we agree with this document overall, but you got to add in print, you know, make it clear that there are certain rights that we have, you know, a bill of rights. Mm -hmm. And so the founders being men of, uh, of, of goodwill and men of their word, they ended up creating the first 10 amendments to the U S constitution. The first Congress did this and the first amendment of, you know, the first one of the 10 amendments, it begins with these words, Congress, shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Mm -hmm. And historically, this first liberty, which is religious liberty, it was understood, the first part of that was understood, the no establishment clause, as it's known, was understood to mean that, okay, here in America, we're not going to have a, a, a national federal church at the mm -hmm. you know federal national level like they have the Church of England. We're not going to have right. that in America. Yeah. We'll have these different denominations. So in effect, what they were saying is, we're not going to allow in America one denomination to lord it over all the other denominations. And uh, so, but when they even adopted those words at the state level, there were literally uh, about half of the states had state churches. <laughs> and those were never declared unconstitutional. They, they mostly withered away of their own accord. The last one uh -huh. to go, by the way, left 50 years later. I mean, it, it finally, they just kind of pulled the plug on it in 1833. That was uh, Massachusetts with the Congregational Church, which was the church by law established in that state. Now, that wasn't ideal. It was not ideal. But basically, the founders didn't want to have a national denomination, that absolutely did not mean they did not want the acknowledgement of God to be allowed uh, in the public arena. I mean, mm -hmm. they were the ones who hired uh, at taxpayers' expense as, as part of the whole system, chaplains for the military, chaplains for the legislatures. If they believed in this strict separation of church and state the way the ACLU and their ilk want it to be, uh, they would never have done that. They would right. not have had national days of, of 
prayer and thanksgiving. And in fact, the very men who gave us the very wording of the First Amendment, they had actually, they wrote a letter to uh, George Washington, our first president under the Constitution, and they said, now that we have peaceably assembled and created our own government, you know, in felicity through God's help and so forth, why don't you declare a national day of thanksgiving to Almighty God to celebrate this, this important event? And George Washington agreed. And so on October 3, 1789, our first president wrote out this prayer, you know, prayer proclamation of thanksgiving, national day of thanksgiving to be held in late November. And this was the first time uh, as you know, as a uh, a new government under the Constitution where we actually had a national day of Thanksgiving. And there were many other days of Thanksgiving, uh, you know, until Abraham Lincoln made it an annual holiday. Just think about that, Roger. Mm. An annual holiday of Thanksgiving to Almighty God? Great well, idea. What about the separation of church and state? <laughs> yeah, you know, it yeah. doesn't uh-huh. work because uh-huh. that's, that's not what they were thinking of. They were just thinking in terms of we're going to have this religious liberty and, but you're you're not going to be forced to believe something you don't believe in. We're not going to, as Thomas Jefferson put it, we're not going to force or beget habits of hypocrisy, mm. which which is what happens when you have a national denomination, uh, right. you know, or national church uh, at the federal level, and people are required and forced to uh, to, you know, profess to believe that way. It's fascinating to hear these uh, words from Dr. Jerry Newcomb, the executive director of the Providence Forum, talking about a new documentary from uh, D. James Kennedy Ministries called Intolerant that targets the war on religious liberty. Jerry, as you were just reading from the words of the uh, the Bill of Rights, the First Amendment, and how many times do people get that Congress shall make no law part and they stop halfway through, you know, in terms of there will be no national religion. But they forget the second part that says, but we're also not going to prohibit people from worshiping, from, you know, maintaining the religion that they want to establish. And so I think there there is part of the rub in one area where we as Christians can lovingly, but uh, assertively, firmly uh, kind of uh, hold on to the Constitution and say, yeah, don't forget, it says we shouldn't be, you know, establishing a national religion, but it also says the government doesn't get the right to hold us back as well. What was the hope behind this? I mean, it's a very informational film. What was the hope behind making the movie Intolerant? Because some people will see the title and say, see, I'm just going to use this to prove that I'm right. But I know that at D. James Kennedy Ministries, the Providence Forum, you always have a much deeper, more holistic uh, intent uh, for the purpose of these these projects, the more than just saying, let's get everybody all riled up and then you know, sit, sit there and stew for a while about it. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Roger. Yeah, no, it's, that's a good point. In fact, if I could back up even and just mention this point, D. James Kennedy, the founder of our ministry, joined forces back in the late uh, or in the mid-90s, 1990s, with Dr. Dobson, with the late Bill Bright, with the late Marlon Maddox, and a couple mm. of others, Larry Burkett. And they founded something called the Alliance Defending Freedom. Yep. And some of the guests in the program are, are uh, affiliated with that. The Alliance Defending Freedom is on the cutting edge of, you know, fighting for our religious freedom. So instead of stewing, like you were saying, and just saying, oh, isn't this terrible? Uh, they've been, you know, on the forefront of, of fighting for religious liberty. In fact, Bill Federer is one of the guests in our special, and oh, he often nice. likes to say this. 
Yeah, I love Bill Federer. He's my good friend. Uh, He likes to say this point. He says, you know, the number one priority is to preach the gospel, and the number two priority is to make sure that it's still legal to preach the gospel. (laughs) So in other words, uh, so that's part of what this is all about. And the uniquely um, irony, the unique irony of, of all this is the idea of America losing its religious freedom. America was founded for religious mm-hmm. freedom. It was mm-hmm. founded by people who were seeking religious freedom. And, you know, you, you could look at the Annals of America, which is a product put out by the Encyclopedia Britannica, and you look at the early charters as you read through them, you know, the Mayflower Compact and the, the Fundamental Orders of Connecticut and so forth. You see Christian liberties was the main purpose as the founders, I mean, as the the pilgrims said, for example, in the Mayflower Compact, having undertaken a, a, glo- a voyage for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith, and they talked about how they covenanted and combined themselves to become a civil body politic. They they created the first type of constitution, if if you will, on American soil that you know finally uh, grew up. And, you know, in, in full development uh, gave us the, uh, the Declaration of Independence and the, the U.S. Constitution. The Fundamental Order of Connecticut, 1639, the first fully developed constitution on American soil. That's why to this day, if you see license plates from Connecticut, it says the Constitution State. Well, wait right. a minute. The Constitution was written in Philadelphia. Uh, not you know Pennsylvania, therefore not Connecticut. Yeah, but the fundamental orders that that you know original constitution that they wrote in 1639, where they said the reason for this colony is the liberty and purity of the gospel of our Lord Jesus. So to think of a land where so many came uh, to basically practice their faith. I mean, uh, William Penn called his big colony, the Pennsylvania. He didn't call it Pennsylvania. He thought that was too vain. Uh, but the king, King Charles II, said, no, no, no. I'm going to, you know, this is an honor of your father, and I'm going to, you know, that's the name that's going to stick. But anyway, Penn called his his uh, colony the Holy Experiment. The Holy Experiment was that people of all these different Christian faiths, but different denominations or whatever, were all allowed to be able to to live and practice and, and practice their faith. Mm-hmm. It was a holy experiment. So the idea that America created ultimately for religious liberty, that we would lose our religious liberty here, that is just a terrible thing, and we must fight it uh, and, and fight, like, like you're saying, graciously and winsomely, but, but forcibly, you know, yes. in terms of asserting this this is our heritage, and uh, this is absolutely a hill worth dying for, or yes, you know, dying on, so to speak. Yes, Dr. Jerry Newcomb, my guest today here on The Bottom Line, the new film we're talking about is called Intolerant. It takes a look at the targeting war that has been aimed squarely at religious liberty here in the United States and how we as Christians who are American citizens can stand our ground, but also help other people see that 
Religious liberty is what sets us apart from the rest of the world and makes America not just a special place and better than everyone else, but when everyone has religious liberty, everyone thrives and everyone prospers. We've got a link for this movie up at thebottomlineshow.com. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, take a look at its country cousin, the new movie on the Constitution itself, uh, endowed by their creator is its name, and we'll take a look at that with Dr. Jerry Newcomb. Coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to this Movie Monday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and as we get ready to celebrate Thanksgiving and giving our thanks to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our Heavenly Father, uh, who whose hand of providence has kept America from completely falling off the rails, and and, and quite frankly. I believe when people say, is America a Christian nation? I've always responded by saying America was founded on Christian principles, biblical principles. But when I see what's happening here in the culture right now and how we have moved away as a society into anti-Christian America, now more than ever, it breaks my heart to see that I think the original intent of this nation was to make it a nation that would be one nation under God indivisible where everyone would have certain inalienable rights endowed by their creator, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, like it says in the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Anyone can figure these out. Dr. Jerry Newcomb is my guest today here on this Movie Monday edition of The Bottom Line Show. We're talking about a brand new movie by the uh, Provident Forum, where he is the president. It's a DVD entitled Endowed by their by Our Creator. And uh, it, it's the... It's kind of the culmination of a lot of work that they're doing at Providence Forum right now, Life, Liberty, Pursuit of Happiness from a Biblical Worldview. You will be blessed by this movie, and we do have a copy that we're giving away today. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. We have one copy of this movie, but if there's something else you're in the mood for, uh, go ahead and ask Crystal. Let's see what she can work out. Hey, it's Thanksgiving. We're feeling generous, right? 800-227-5278. I should say Thanksgiving week because Thanksgiving not till Thursday. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. On the other side of this break, the conclusion of my conversation with Dr. Jerry Newcomb of the Providence Forum talking about the brand new DVD, the movie called Endowed by Their Creator, which we're giving away today here on the bottom line on this Movie Monday edition of the program, 800-227-5278. That's the number to get you through to the bottom line. Been hurt in an accident and you're wondering if you should call Stephanie Cover of Cover Law. You must. That's why insurance exists, to cover accidents. So you should use it. Stephanie worked in the insurance industry for over 20 years, and she knows their system, how to talk to adjusters, how they think, and how to get back from them all that you've lost. That could be wages, time, property, or anything else that the accident has taken from you. Every minute you wait hurts your chance to be made whole again, and Stephanie knows that the opposing insurance company is building a case against you, so time is a factor. Stephanie cares about the truth, she builds your case on a rock-solid foundation of honesty. She will give you a clear understanding of what to expect during the process, and Stephanie will ensure that the truth comes to light. If you or someone you know has been in an accident and you're not sure if you need an attorney, reach out to Stephanie Cover now at kbrightradio.com C-O-V-E-R. Welcome back to The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh, along with Dr. Jerry Newcomb, Executive Director of the Providence Forum and uh, involved in the ministry of D. James Kennedy Ministries with the film projects that uh, they put out uh, just by the bunches. I mean, you guys were really busy, Jerry, and we're really grateful that you have the opportunity to talk about the Intolerant movie uh, that targets the war on religious liberty. 
and now this new uh, documentary as well, and endowed by their creator, which takes a look. I mentioned the Constitution, but let's get first the, the, the that line endowed by their creator actually comes from the Declaration of Independence. Talk about why this was an important one to to make, because a lot of people will say America is a Christian nation. I just know it, but they really don't know how to articulate it. Sure. Well, the, the line itself, endowed by their creator, you know, Thomas Jefferson said in the Declaration of Independence, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, you know, the right to life, the right to uh, liberty, liberty, and the right to the pursuit of happiness. So, you know, this is a very interesting thing. But the bottom line is what makes America so unique is that the founders recognized, they acknowledged, and put it in writing that our rights come from the creator. My good friend Bill Federer likes to point out that, you know, what the state giveth, the state can taketh away. And Amen. a lot of people think that, that our rights come from the state or come from the government. No, no, our rights come from God. And the founders acknowledged that. And so this particular special endowed by their creator is part of a series of films I've been making for Providence Forum. The overall series is called The Foundation of American Liberty, and that foundation is our Judeo-Christian heritage. Amen. And this is one of seven hour-long documentaries, plus there's a lot of bonus footage that we're able to put on, at, at least in the, uh, you know, the DVD copies of these things. And anyway, um, the Endowed by Their Creator deals with the the history of the Declaration itself uh, with uh, kind of a mini biography of Thomas Jefferson, who's often misunderstood. Um, that's a, that's kind of a very nuanced picture, but I'll continue. Uh, a contrast between French Revolution and the American Revolution, and the short answer to that is the French Revolution was anti-God, and the American War for Independence was pro-God. And then it also deals with the the absurdity of banishing the creator from the public arena in a nation that was built on the foundation of, you know, acknowledging that our rights come from the creator. So it, it basically looks at this whole battle over religious liberty, but it deals a lot with the founding era and, you know, what what, what actually happened to create this uh, incredible document and get it accepted. It's interesting in my conversations with George Barna and the research he's doing with the uh, American Worldview Inventory at Arizona Christian University, he said one of the most shocking shifts in the culture over the past three, four years, you know, pr pretty much the pandemic years, is the number of people who, A, believe that there is an absolute moral uh, standard. That, that, that's gone up about 6%. It had been on the decline for years and years and years. And that would indicate to us, hey, that's good news because maybe people are finally starting to wake up to the fact that you know biblical values are the way to go. But he said, at the same time that's happening, what is also happening is that the biblical worldview influence is on the decline because when it comes to moral standards most people think that they are good enough you know they they can actually go ahead and establish that talk about why understanding that key phrase from the declaration of independence dr jerry newcomb is critical for us to be able to articulate to other people who might think yeah i'm a good person and as long as everyone agrees with me we can all have liberty we can all have freedom right that's well, it's so yeah, juvenile no, that's... So <laughs> but but that's where a lot of people yeah are that's a good yeah, you're you're absolutely right. In fact, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. By the way, no. uh, Dennis Prager, one of our guests in the in the special, 
as well as Bill Federer and Oz Guinness and so forth. Uh, but anyway, Mr. Prager makes an interesting observation. He says, God is the ultimate battle in, in our time. And he said, it's, it's because, look, the founders created the nation uh, you know, based on the understanding about God and that God would hold us accountable one day. And he said, uh, the reason that God is so important is if, if you have somebody that, that, you know, basically they choose for themselves whatever their morals will be, they don't acknowledge that God will hold them accountable, well, then they can do whatever they want to and just justify it in their own mind and, and in their own heart. So we said that, you know, it's important that we recognize that the founders recognized or built this system with that understanding about God holding us accountable. And so, you know, in fact, Roger, if I could just real fast, yeah. if you look at the the 20th century and you look at all the different uh, places where they did experiments in, you know, in rejecting God. So, for example, the Soviet Union or uh, Nazi Germany, where effectively Hitler was God, you know, Heil Hitler, praise Hitler, they were saying. Uh, anyway, all those different places, it was a horrible, horrible thing for everybody, except for the, you know, the tiny elite, you know, that that, that ran everything, mm -hmm. uh, because they, they, as D. James Kennedy put it, in a humanist state, you if if you have a problem with the with the government, you can't appeal to any other higher authority. You're, right, you're right. you know you're in trouble. <laughs> so, you know, in fact, I've often wondered why would God allow some of the evil things that did happen, especially in the 20th century? And I think part of the answer that I've come to is so that you know God would allow us not to go down that route again. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. it's amazing what they've done. And uh, it, it's, it's all because, to use a phrase from Paul Johnson, the great historian, uh, these are godless constructs. Um, you know, the, the, Paul Johnson, of modern, who wrote Modern Times, he also wrote A History of the American People. I've, I've enjoyed and appreciated and used a lot of his research through the years in these things. But he said that the 20th century totalitarian state proved to be the greatest killer of all time. And they did that, again, based on a godless foundation, whereas the America's founders said, our rights come from God. We are endowed by, uh, you know, our creator, creator with these rights. That's the key. It's God's natural law. And recognizing that was a shocking uh, concept to many people worldwide. But as we've seen the advancements that have come through the United States, whether it's system of government, uh, the uh, uh, the liberation of uh, slaves, the uh, emancipation, if you will, of them, and, and also seeing women and people of all backgrounds thriving. You know, it, it, it's still a lot of work to do, but uh, I think most people would agree, Dr. Jerry Newcomb, that uh, the the religious liberty, uh, acknowledging what is endowed by our creator rather than given by government, is such a radical concept even today 
that uh, even on our worst days, America is still the best option in terms of government and countries compared to what we're seeing in the culture right now. Dr. Jerry Newcomb, my guest today here on The Bottom Line, two new movies to share with you. One of them is the historical documentary called Endowed by Their Creator, and also the movie Intolerant, which takes a look at the uh, the war on religious liberty. Jerry, we've got about 60 seconds left in our conversation time together. What is your hope for these? these you mentioned there's a whole series here, and these are kind of companion uh, pieces in that whole series. Talk about uh, the ministry of D. James Kennedy and Providence Forum and what you're hoping to accomplish with these projects. Okay, well, mainly to educate Christians, to improve that worldview aspect, <laughs> to give them more of a biblical worldview, and, you know, uh, understanding more of the history of the things. I think a lot of people just don't understand history these days yeah. very much. So, uh, let me, if I could, steer people to the djameskennedy.org website, okay, uh, and then also the providenceforum.org website, uh, where people could learn more information about these things. Intolerant is a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries. The Endowed by Their Creator is a production, ultimately, of D. James Kennedy Ministries, but there's a division within it called Providence Forum. But the way to, to, to learn about those films in the American Foundation series is uh, ProvidenceForum.org. Okay. So again, we're hoping that people could realize what the founders gave us and, uh, and how God is central to the whole point. In fact, Patrick Henry put it this way. It is when a people forget God that tyrants forge their chains. Mm. And Roger, when you think about it, aren't you kind of hearing some of those chains clanking oh, yeah. these days? But oh, that's yeah. because people have forgotten God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly have. And um, woe to those who not only forget him, but then try to dismiss him, knowing that he is ultimately judge and jury. And, and praise be to God that we have the opportunity to live as his children, as free citizens of heaven, but also residents and citizens here of the United States of America. Dr. Jerry Newcomb, Executive Director of the Providence Forum, Two outstanding new releases that we've got linked up at thebottomlineshow.com. Jerry, always a pleasure to get time with you. Thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Thank you, Roger. It's always great to catch up with Dr. Jerry Newcomb, and this movie, Endowed by Their Creator, is a dynamite resource to have. We do have one copy available, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Uh, we do have one copy of this movie that we're giving away, but if there's another movie you'd like, I mean, not everybody who calls in is going to win, obviously. But if for some reason you call in and you're not the, on the winning side, but you want to uh, you know, get your hat in the ring for another movie or whatever, ask Crystal. This is kind of the ordering off the menu part of the bottom line show. Ask Crystal or Joel, and they'll be more than happy to accommodate you. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. On the other side of this break, we're going to get into, I mentioned at the top of the program, and if you weren't with us, right at 3 p.m. Pacific, 4 o'clock Mountain, um, I, why not? <laughs> I, mean, I know, we listen to KCBC, they're listening to Dr. Dobson's family talk at that 3 o'clock, and I get it. Um, we only are on for the whole network for a half hour every day, but we make the most of it. Um, in case you didn't hear our special announcement, our friends at Preborn, uh, this is kind of fun because we've done 
matching gifts where we had an anonymous bottom line show listener here in Southern California. We've had Dennis Wilson of Wilson Financial step up with a gift uh, as a matching grant. We've had uh, another one of uh, a couple of listeners um, actually who were clients of Dennis's step in to raise money for uh, ultrasound machines. This one is special because our friends at Preborn reached out to us last week and said, hey, here's the deal. We have an anonymous donor who has put up a matching gift, not in your area, but wants it for the bottom line show. And basically it's an unended, it's an open-ended matching gift. We have until the end of this month. So it's a Thanksgiving type of commemoration. That's where we're kicking it off today. Every gift you, every dollar you donate to preborn between now and November 30th will be doubled. So think about it. If you are feeling as though you're looking for a way to make a Thanksgiving donation, you know, something that would really help benefit a family in need, a donation to preborn will help a family that is looking to, uh, well, they're, they're kind of dealing with what we would call, we used to call a crisis pregnancy, a couple that were engaged sexually and wound up conceiving a child and now they don't know what to do. Or there are on rare occasions, the Charlotte Leisure Institute tells us that of, for every 100 women who get pregnant and seek an abortion, one of those women will be seeking an abortion because she was a victim of sexual assault or incest. Well, incest is the 1%. Two women will do it because of an unwanted sexual advance. And the other 97 women out of the 100 will get an abortion or seek an abortion because they don't want to be pregnant. More than 60% of the women in America who have abortions already have children. The left uses that to kind of uh, bludgeon the uh, pro-life side, but in our case, it kind of proves our point as to the sanctity of human life. If you've got a large family and you get pregnant again and you're thinking we can't afford to raise one more kid, there are scores of families that are qualified, screened and ready to adopt your child. And that's the ministry of preborn. Preborn will uh, show you the ultrasound images of your child and then give you your best options for either raising that child on your own or releasing that child for adoption. And because of the generosity of an anonymous donor to preborn nationwide, we here on the Bottom Line Show and our respective markets will benefit. You have a golden opportunity to double your money with your investment to preborn today and tomorrow and every day through next Thursday, November 30th. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229, or go to kbrightradio.com, follow the prompts there, go to rogermarsh.com, look for the preborn banner there. And make your best donation while your money is doubled. Your $28 donation to provide one ultrasound screening now becomes $56. Your $140 to provide five screenings becomes $280. Your $15,000 donation, tax deductible, that provides one ultrasound machine will now provide two. Can't think of a better return on investment right now, thanks to the generosity of this anonymous donor for someone in the U.S. I mean, the last time we had an anonymous donor was right here in Southern California. This one is someone who is not even a regular listener of the Bottom Line Show, just someone who supports Preborn and said, I like where the show is on. I want to see those areas thrive in the pro-life community. Let's get the, the dollars going there. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229-BABY. Or go to kbrightradio.com and click on the preborn banner. As we continue, an update on a guy by the name of Mark Houck. You may have heard his name before. He's a passionate pro-life advocate and the father of seven children. 
Uh, he and his wife were on the receiving end of a really horrible investigation by the FBI and the Justice Department simply because he was involved in a uh, in a skirmish out in front of a pro-life clinic or a, a pro-abortion clinic where he had a run-in with a an abortion worker. There was kind of a he said versus he said thing about a shoving case and, and somebody being injured. And next thing you know, the feds are knocking on his door and threatening him with the potential of uh, 11 years in prison because of alleged violations to the Freedom of Access Clinic Entrances Act. We'll tell you what the acts were, what happened legally. The good news is he was acquitted. And now he's decided to file suit. We'll take a look at that lawsuit coming up next as the bottom line continues. One of the greatest gifts that we can give to an expectant mother is the gift of the first picture she'll ever have of her son or daughter in the womb. That comes through an ultrasound, and our friends at Preborn have an opportunity for us to make more of these ultrasounds a reality. Every time you give a donation of $28 to Preborn, that means one more ultrasound can take place. But how about giving enough money for an ultrasound machine? The cost is $15,000. It's a sizable investment. But every ultrasound machine can do 250 ultrasounds per year and lasts at least 10 years. Now take that cost $15,000 and divide that by 2,500. Okay, now you begin to see how the cost per ultrasound goes down even more once we have more ultrasound machines to donate into preborn clinics. Make a donation right now to preborn. It's completely tax deductible, and every penny, every dollar you donate right now is going to the purchase of an ultrasound machine. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229, or go to kbrightradio.com. That's K-B-R-I-T-E radio.com. Click on the banner for Preborn and make your best donation right now. $25, $50, $100, it all counts towards saving babies' lives. kbrightradio.com. Hit the Preborn banner right now. Welcome back to this Movie Monday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and the movie in question today is the movie Endowed by Their Creator. It's a fantastic movie about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and the original intent for the Constitution, based on those great words from the Declaration of Independence. Our friend Dr. Jerry Newcomb was with us from Providence Forum. They're the ones who put this movie together, and we do have a DVD of that to give away today. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Mark Houck, a Catholic, a passionate pro-life advocate, lives in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. If you remember, on September 23rd of last year, 2022, he was on the receiving end of an FBI raid. It all stems from uh, a couple of incidents that took place outside of a Planned Parenthood abortion clinic in Philadelphia back on October 13th, 2021. Evidently, uh, Mr. Houck was out there with one of his sons, uh, one of his, his 12-year-old, and he was, they were in front of the clinic and they were praying and holding up signs and this, that, and the other thing. An older gentleman by the name of Bruce Love who was an escort, who worked to uh, escort people who were being dropped off at the clinic to escort them inside. It's a very common practice because there are some people who feel as though their life might be threatened by the pro-life advocates. Of course, the pro-lifers I know are not violent and confrontational. Evidently, uh, Mr. Love was uh, encountered by Mark Houck and his 12-year-old son, and there were two separate incidents on the same day. In one of the incidents, Hauk said that his 12-year-old son was being victimized by Bruce Love, who was rather aggressive with him. Uh, In one of the other 
confrontations. Um, there was a point where you could see Mark Kalk actually shoving Bruce Love to the ground. Uh, he injured his elbow. Now, uh, Bruce Love is an older guy, apparently, and Mark Kalk looks like he's young and strong and well, he's got seven kids, so the virility part is there as well. Nonetheless, and I can understand. I mean, if you know, we were talking about this last week of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast. Come for me and I'll turn the other cheek. Come for my family or my wife, and that's a whole different story. And uh, Mark and his wife were facing these uh, potential uh, charges that he was being charged with for the Freedom of Access to uh, to Clinics Act, the FACE Act, that said that he uh, allegedly violated those uh, acts by what he was doing. So on the morning hours, early morning hours of September 23rd, 2022, instead of just serving him with a warrant for his arrest and taking him downtown, the FBI, literally the FBI and 15 Pennsylvania state troopers came barging into his home about six o'clock in the morning, scaring the living daylights out of his wife and children and arrested him. Now, he was brought he was being brought up on two misdemeanor charges of blocking access to an abortion clinic and for that i mean this is a guy it's a non-violent charge two of them this is a man who does not own a gun and when they when he was threatened with indictment he said look tell me where i'm supposed to turn myself in i'll turn myself in i'll post bail and leave but i'll turn myself in but instead The state troopers of Bucks County, Pennsylvania, and the FBI decided to make a spectacle of this guy, and so they stormed his home and took him into custody. Now, later that day, evidently, he was released from his situation. He wound up going to trial, and in the trial phase of what he was being charged with, uh, on January 30th, a jury in the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Pennsylvania took a look at the two charges, and even though he was facing 11 years in prison, he was acquitted on both charges. But now, the Houck family is taking action in response to what happened that day. Uh, Even though he has been acquitted, the stress of the whether or not they're going to be indicted and then the raid on the home has led the Houck family to suffer great emotional distress, and so they have filed a lawsuit. Both Mark Houck and his wife, Ryan Marie, are seeking $4.35 million in damages and alleging malicious and retaliatory prosecution, abusive process, false arrest, and assault by the Justice Department. Now, what specific evidence do they have that this was, in fact, the case? We'll talk about it on the other side of this break, and I should warn you, uh, this does involve parental discretion, what I'm about to share on the other side. It's coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to this Movie Monday edition of The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and I'm pretty sure that the case of Mark Houck, pro-life activist and uh, devout Catholic father of seven, uh, will probably be made into a movie at some point. You remember back in in October of uh, 2021, he and his son, his 12-year-old son at the time, were in front of the uh, Planned Parenthood Clinic in Philadelphia. They had a couple of uh, run-ins with an abortion clinic escort by the name of Bruce Love, an older guy who uh, Mr. Houck said was hassling Mark's 12-year-old son. Uh, In one of the incidences, he had to get up right in his face and say, stop hassling my son. And the other one, he wound up shoving the elderly man who fell and hurt his elbow. The FBI decided that they wanted to make an example of this guy. And so on September 23rd, 2022, they raided his home. FBI agents and 15 Pennsylvania state troopers barging down the door, scaring the daylights out of his family. 
on two misdemeanors where he said, if you're going to indict me, I will surrender peacefully. It doesn't have to be like this. But because of the stress and the situation, he was acquitted on all charges back in January of this year. And now the Hawks, Mark Houck and his wife, Ryan Marie, are, are suing the Justice Department and uh, the FBI. $4.35 million. And among the charges that they are uh, insinuating here, of course, is that they, uh, they say that they, it's incredible. They say that the entire family has suffered each of the seven children, ranging from ages 2 to 14, experience anxiety, sleep disturbances, and fear that their parents will be taken away. Uh, according to the legal documentation, um, the FBI targeted Mr. Houck for indictment without probable cause because of his beliefs and the fact that he was a man of prayer. Uh, tragically, Mr. Houck and his wife have lost three babies from miscarriages due to the stress of the FBI's conduct and resulting prosecution. And now a family that had no trouble getting pregnant, seven children and counting, have been diagnosed with infertility because of the stress of the whole situation. Uh, I can't imagine what it's like for what the Hauk family has gone through, standing up for the sanctity of human life, but I'm grateful for their efforts and it will be very interesting to see what the FBI winds up doing and the Justice Department as a result of these legal challenges now for the havoc that this family has had wrought upon them. Uh, please pray for Mark and Ryan Marie Hauk and their seven children. Think about those three rainbow babies that are with the Lord right now. And, um, and, and we pray that there's a, a just and fair ending to this, tr this case. But it just goes to show you how the enemy will stop at absolutely nothing to try to destroy the things that we in the body of Christ and that God holds dear. And uh, our thoughts and prayers with the Hauk family as well as anybody else who's ever been roughed up by an abortion clinic. Hey, by the way, uh, we still have a few moments left to get in on the drawing for our Movie Monday giveaway, the film Endowed by Their Creator from the Providence Forum and Dr. Jerry Newcomb, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800 the number to get you through to the bottom line. For our KCBC audience, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. And Rabbi Schneider, Discovering the Jewish Jesus, coming up next for you. For those who remain on the network, what is it about marriage that makes it so challenging for so many people? Well, married couple and marriage counselors, Brad and Marilyn Rhodes, are going to join us. Um, we're going to have a conversation about having a kind of marriage that you want and that God wants you to have. It's coming up next as the bottom line continues. Boy meets girl, girl meets boy. They fall in love, they get married, and they live happily ever after, right? Well, if you watch a 90 or 100 minute movie, that's how it always plays out, <laughs> unless they want to create a little tension in there to make sure that uh, it, it creates a more interesting story. But if marriage was God's idea, and we in the body of Christ know that he designed it to be very, very good, why does it seem like so many marriages are kind of either disengaged or or they're just kind of flat. They're just kind of boring. And, uh, you know, it's an average. We're just getting through marriage. Uh, today here on The Bottom Line, I'm joined by Brad and Marilyn Rhodes. They founded Grace Marriage back in 2015, and the whole priority was to help churches and couples priority uh, make marriage a priority in their life. They've written a brand new book about what their ministry is all about and what they are hoping to share with married couples. It's called The Grace Marriage, How the Gospel and Intentionality Transform Your Relationship. And we have a link for that book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Brad and Marilyn Rhodes, welcome to The Bottom Line Show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. 
We're excited to get into this conversation, Brad, with a background as an attorney, Marilyn as a counselor. And but Brad, while you were practicing law, you were also running a marriage ministry, from what I understand. Talk about that. I was. I think it's funny you were talking about how the you know happily ever after deal. You notice most of those movies end with the wedding. Right. <laughs> you really don't know it. <laughs> Very you true. Know, so it's like because they think it wouldn't be as uh, attractional a movie if they kept it going forward. Sure. But um, sure. but uh, yeah, I, what I did was um, for some God had given Marilyn I favor with marriages. We um, we worked with youth for ten years, and then the youth started asking us to do their premarital counseling. They said, uh, "Ask them why." They said, "We want what you guys have." God has been really kind to us in our own marriage, and. Um, then we started groups, and for some reason had a long waiting list to be in group, and then got ordained pastor of marriage and started running a marriage minister in our own local church and was doing that while I was in the law. And then and then when I got ordained pastor of marriage at our local church, it was lay pastor, and I realized we did premarital counseling and crisis counseling, but we really had no strategy for the marriage. And when we, we looked around at other churches, that was normative, churches here we'll get you ready and if you ever hate each other we'll beg you not to divorce and I thought, that just there seems there seems to be a potential better strategy that we could devise yeah, so. i know marilyn talk about that brad just mentioned the you know if you ever hate each other and my hunch is that you might throw in there and when you hate each other i mean talk, that's you exactly guys, right yeah you, well you you even described your own marriage as saying look for us the honeymoon was over before the honeymoon was over i mean it it, it was kind of a bumpy road and and you're doing this for so many years in terms of marriage. Talk about how your own experience kind of played into uh, this marriage ministry that you guys now have. Well, how you started the show, talking about why is it that we, we watch these movies and it looks like bliss, but then yeah. marriage is flat or lots of them end. And I think we buy into the cultural belief that marriage should be easy. It should be beautiful and fun. Right. And it's about what I get from it when none of that is what Scripture teaches us about marriage. I mean, if we're, marriage is to be a picture of the gospel, and that's the relationship of Christ to the church, well, he laid down his life for his bride. So I went into marriage with the stereotypical, he's going to be my Prince Charming, we're going to live happily ever after. And then it wasn't, and I was completely dismayed. And I was working on a graduate degree at the time and thinking, if I don't tell him all the things that he's doing wrong that make me feel unloved, he won't know. So I was crying on a regular basis, and Mm -hmm. it was just just a a train wreck quick in our marriage. And I went from being a stable person to this, you know, one day to the next, happy or sad based on how I felt like Brad was treating me. And about a year in, I even prayed, Lord, am I sentenced to a life of this? Like, is this what it is? And I felt, and and when I was crying out to the Lord, that he really showed me, I'm your hope, not Brad. Mm. And you've put him in my place. And you're thinking about everything you want rather than what I'm calling you to be as a wife. Mm -hmm. And I felt so convicted. I went to Brad and I just said, will you forgive me? I've put you in the place of God. I don't need you to be happy. And I've just been telling you everything you do that bothers me and I'm going to focus on what God's calling me, how I'm called to love you. And I'm sorry. And that took our marriage from a horrible place to at least a stable place because I realized, okay, I've got this backwards. This is not, um, this isn't pretty. It's not going well. It's leading us nowhere. And that was a huge game changer 
for the beginning of God to move in our marriage. Brad, what was it like for you? I mean, I, I, I'm listening to this saying, boy, if my wife came to me and said, hey, everything I was doing was wrong, I'd be sitting there saying, well, yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's about time you realized that. Were you having similar uh -huh. feelings or were you kind of running around chasing your tail saying, how do I make this right? Because Marilyn always seems so unhappy. No, one time I asked her, my part of some class experiment. Were you supposed to come home mm. and like do this and then chart my response and report uh, back? You know, mm -hmm. but but in reality, and even when I was upset, he could make me laugh and I would start laughing. I'd be like, I'm still upset at you. Like I'm crying <laughs> right now. It is really funny, but he took it, funny too far. Oh, I, I really thought I thought things were fine. I really did. I thought if she would just ever calm down and realize mm -hmm. things aren't that bad. I mean, I I really. I was wrong, but I thought my primary problem was a hypersensitive wife that just need to settle in and realize things are fine. You know, so I, unfortunately I did not, I wasn't scrambling around trying to love her better and trying to, you know, trying to fix things. I was just trying to, but I'd tell her, calm down. And, you know, a great way to get your wife to calm down is to tell her to sure. calm down. So. Sure. No problem. <laughs> How'd that work out for you, Brad? <laughs> Oh, but, you know, it, did, it seemed, seemed to more amp things up. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm talking with Brad and Marilyn Rhodes today here on The Bottom Line. Their book is called The Grace Marriage, How the Gospel and Intentionality Transform Your Relationship. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Marilyn, can you give us just kind of a 60-second overview of the difference between the grace-based marriage and the what most people who are having trouble in marriage right now, they have a performance-based marriage where they're, everyone's trying really hard and it's just not working out. Yes, that's where, and that's exactly what we were in. And that is where you condition your love based on how your spouse behaves. Like if you're um, meeting my expectations, then I'm going to love you well. If you're not, then I'm going to distance myself or grow cold. Where grace is, okay, while I was a sinner, Christ died for me. And I'm called mm -hmm. to lay down my life for my spouse. And when I feel like distancing myself, when I'm hurt, it's God's kindness that leads to repentance. And I'm going to move towards my spouse and not away. And give a consequence. Talk about that, Brad, for, from your perspective. What was it like, uh, you know, to, to begin to realize, hey, I'm no longer in this uh, this this uh, performance based marriage, but we're starting to see the grace show up. Yeah, it was just basically Marilyn just loves Brad. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not she doesn't love Brad when he's doing well, and doesn't love me when I'm not doing well. It it just stabilizes things because it's just like you just choose to love one another, and and we've all got good stuff about us we've all got bad stuff about us we've all got fun stuff about us and we're all extremely annoying but if <laughs> you know if, when, it, when it's but when it's based on grace it's just i love you period and mm -hmm. it's just sta it's stable it's safe it's secure it's just because it's like god he just loves us you know it's, it's just hard to fathom. he didn't look down and say man you are so impressive brad <laughs> I'm going to choose to love you. No, he yeah. look it's the opposite. And he said, oh. I'm never going to quit loving you, and nothing can separate you from my love. And then the, the same thing goes over into marriage. They said, look, I just choose to love you, and nothing can separate us from our love. Because when, when our spouse is doing their worst, and we're not talking abuse, infidelity, stuff like that, but when they're cold and they're distant and they're struggling and they're kind of into themselves, it's that's when they need love the most. And it's oftentimes when we withdraw from one another in marriage. So it's almost like when we fall in a ditch, the performance based model is would you please get out of that ditch it's right. really annoying the, <laughs> the grace base is i pity the man that falls and has no one to help him up i love mm -hmm. you and you go down and just keep loving and pursuing and helping and it's that atmosphere 
That's really brilliant counsel from Brad Rhodes and his wife, Marilyn, today here on The Bottom Line. They are the authors, co-authors of the brand new book called The Grace Marriage, How the Gospel and Intentionality Transform Your Relationship. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, also a link for their, uh, their great ministry called Grace Marriage, which helps churches as well as couples prioritize marriage during those tough years, not just in the premarital times or not just in the, well, I guess it's almost overtime, but in the, how do you take a an okay marriage and turn it from okay to good and good to great? We've got a link for all this info up at thebottomlineshow.com. We'll take a quick break and come back with more in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Brad and Marilyn Rhodes are my guests today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Their brand new book is called The Grace Marriage, How the Gospel and Intentionality Transform Your Relationship. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com and also uh, information about their ministry, uh, which is called Grace Marriage, which they founded in 2015. And, you know, boy, I'll tell you guys, during the break, I was just thinking about how Brad, your career in law uh, and Marilyn's career with counseling, uh, you know, does it to me, it almost seems like it could be a real train wreck, especially having a husband who's a lawyer, Marilyn, who just, you know, sits there and you know, is <laughs> categorizing everything and knows the letter of the law to the point where you say, now, wait a minute, just because I said it this way doesn't mean I meant it that way. But I guess that's where where the grace comes in. Right. Uh, talk about you've got you've identified several areas of a marriage where grace plus that makes the marriage work the way God intended it. And I know during the breakup, Brad, we were talking about one of the areas that a lot of couples look past because life is just so, I had a friend years ago, he had, he was one of the, he was one of these great guys who was great, kind of like Norm Crosby. He would make these types of expressions all the time. We were at the gym one day and he just really rededicated his life to Christ. I said, Brad, what do you, what do you think about, you know, your new life in Christ right now? He goes, I don't know, Roger, it's tough. It's just so daily. And we just had a good laugh over the fact that he thought all his problems would go away and it would just be kind of one big party until he you know, went home to be with the Lord. And then all of a sudden he realized, hey, wait a minute, this is a day in and day out type of thing. And Brad, I know that the, that's, a, that's probably a big revelation, especially for guys, is that grace in the day to day is something that is not only available, but when it's applied properly, it really does make things better in the marriage. And applied properly, it just, it just removes frustration. And it just inserts gratitude and it inserts love. And I was giving you an example in the break where yesterday I was driving over to my daughter, my married daughter's house, and my wife had put a plant out front and given me two bows to put on the plant and then water it before I left. <laughs> and 
And uh, the only part of what she asked me to do, I forgot, was everything. And I came home and did <laughs> nothing. And But it, it, it wasn't malicious. It was just pure forgetfulness. And sure. when I got home, I was like, that's okay. And to overlook an offense promotes love. And I didn't, like, she didn't have, I can't believe you did that. I did these bows. I did this. I did that. You know, so I, so I don't live in an atmosphere of afraid to mess up because mm-hmm. I really do feel like Maryland has me under grace. Yeah. And that's wonderful, especially, and in that area, uh, you mentioned communication, uh, Maryland is, is something that's huge, especially when it comes to wives to husbands. When Brad described that whole situation, I thought, I, I mean, Lisa and I've been married for almost four years, and I wonder how many hundreds of times I've done that with her, where she's asked me to do something, and then I'll come back five minutes later and go, now, what did you just ask me? I mean, just for whatever reason, it just didn't register. Talk about how grace and communication can really help put things together when you have a husband who isn't as good a communicator as the wife. Oh, communication, I think, is an area where we need often the most grace. Because as men and women, we think so differently. Often, I'm a feeler, Brad's a thinker. So we come at problems from completely different perspectives. So in communication, the whole key is to let your spouse feel heard, to try and put yourself in your spouse's shoes. Mm. You know, at the beginning of our marriage, we were both trying to prove he was right. You talk about the attorney counselor thing. I would be like, I don't want to be on the witness stand right now. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I am not in court with you. And and so we could we just went round and round about who was right and who was wrong. And it doesn't matter. It matters that feelings are hurt. There's an issue that needs to be addressed. And we miss the step of trying to understand each other. And end up defensive and when you bring grace to the table in communication you your your whole goal is okay i want to understand where brad's coming from in this circumstance and he's seeking i want to understand where you're coming from and that puts you both in a better place to then move forward if you're coming from different perspectives and there's so many issues of life where we're not going to agree on everything and if grace isn't central your communication will break down fast and the other area that it's so huge is in crisis times because Mm. life's just hard and when crisis hit um grace is huge and we've had a few hard stretches in our marriage where kid health crisis brad's health crisis or mine or issues with work and and we had a year where after the birth of our fifth child where i was i was depressed we had had kid Mm. health issues and i just I could barely function. I mean, I didn't even want to get out of bed in the morning. Wow. And we had gotten grace at this point, and Brad just loved me through that year. We went on dates, mm. and I cried every single date. I would sit mm. there and just cry. So I was not mm. a fun date. And <laughs> he he wasn't telling me, you need to have more faith. You need to be in the Word more. You just need to pray more. Or you need to be exercising. He just buried his bar of expectations of me and just loved me through that year. And on the other side, I I was in the car and I was driving and I felt happy for the first time in the year. And I called him and Mm. I said, Brad, I'm happy today. I'd forgotten what it felt like to be happy. And thank you for loving me through this because you could have told me all the things I needed to be doing Mm -hmm. and you'd have been right. Mm. And it would have buried me. And, but instead him just loving me and showing me grace helped me get out of that spot quicker. Brad, we're talk really about, good at crying. So. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, Brad, give us your perspective. Brad and Marilyn Rhodes with me today here on The Bottom Line. The book is called The Grace Marriage, How the Gospel and Intentionality Transform Your Relationship. It's not a natural reflex for us as guys 
to see our wife in a situation, whether it is something that she could correct on her own, or maybe something else is happening, maybe it's a relationship or a kid thing. Our natural tendency, first and foremost, is how can I fix it? Not, hey, let's go have a date. And if you just cry the whole date, that's okay, because that's what you need. Talk, talk about what it was like for you to, uh, to, to show that grace in crisis. Marilyn just needed to know she was loved. I mean, it didn't, I mean, that she didn't need me to tell her things she already knew and things she didn't even have the capacity to do because she was just so down. It was, she just needed to be loved. And it's like God showed both of us, you know, the greatest of these is love. And it's, you know, how often does mutual instruction between husband and wife result in life transformation? I mean, husbands say, you know, I was, I was really struggling, but you know, she stayed at me long enough that I finally got it, <laughs> you know, or, or the, or the chief says, you know, he was just, he, he tried to control my behavior and finally he controlled it and it's better now. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, 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 that's just not the way it works. It's, it's God's kindness that leads to repentance. The Holy Spirit brings about heart change. You know, it's, we want to be vessels of love to one another where they just know that, look, you're my wife. I love you. I love mm-hmm. you when you sob in your fries and I love you when we're having a blast. It, you mm-hmm. know, it's, you know, it's just, it's just, I love Marilyn Rhodes and I do, I just love Marilyn Rhodes and there's seasons she does really well. There's seasons she does really poorly. There's seasons I'm grouchy and rude and there's seasons that I'm fun, thoughtful and gentle, but Marilyn just loves me. Mm. And I wish I was totally consistent, but I hadn't figured that one out yet. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You things so much faster. Yeah, talk about that, Marilyn. That that's huge because I mean I can imagine the grudge factor. It could be huge in a marriage, especially you know you talked about how for you guys you knew it was on the honeymoon. <laughs> All of a sudden, whoa, wait a minute, we got some issues here. But you get ten, fifteen, twenty five years down the road, and that that's it's plenty of time to build a house big enough that has closets big enough to throw all those grudges in there. So when you get into conflict, mm-hmm. it's like, hold on a second. Let me, I, I think I, let me pull these out and they all come crashing out like a bunch of old toys and you just take them out and play with them. Yeah. How, how do you, how do you work through those? Well, you, so it's not that you don't address issues because, and we talk about that in the grace and communication, because if there's a, a pattern of behavior, you want to work through those kind of issues. But mm-hmm. the, the whole beauty of grace is you do get over things faster. We can have a bad night and be okay the next day because our hope isn't in um, Brad becoming perfect or me becoming perfect because this kind of heaven we're not. And we used to go long stretches early in our marriage. If he hurt my feelings and I'm going to distance myself and then we wouldn't come together physically and then we get more frustrated with each other. So we'd go weeks angry at each other. Mm. And when you mess up but you get grace you can get over it so much faster just in a day. I mean, we can start a date wrong and then I can start praying. Like we've been on a run before and, and I thought, okay, I, that just hurt my feelings, but I'm not going to let this ruin our date. And even just um, saying verses to yourself, like set a guard over my mouth or yet while I was a sinner, Christ died for me and, and all of these things. And, and we found that when you infuse your marriage with grace, it actually spurs on sanctification quicker. We mm. both have moved forward in our walk with the Lord and in loving each other better by not criticizing than by criticizing. It's just, 
it leaves space for the Holy Spirit to work. Like Brad said, when I'm short with him and he responds in kindness, then I'm I'm left to deal with myself. And I think, man, that wasn't that didn't come out very kindly. And and I often come back to him later and say, Will you forgive me? I was completely overwhelmed, and that and and then we're just restored so much faster. Mm. Well, that's beautiful to hear and very encouraging. Marilyn and Brad Rhodes, the authors of the brand new book called The Grace Marriage, How the Gospel and Intentionality Transform Your Relationship. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. And Brad and Marilyn, I can see why there's nothing but five-star reviews up at Amazon. This is a great concept and you guys communicate it so very, very well. Uh, The book's up at thebottomlineshow.com. Brad and Marilyn Rhodes, thank you for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Thank you for having us. It's been a pleasure. Delightful conversation and good practical advice. I kind of like the uh, uh, rough around the edges approach of Brad and Marilyn Rhodes. Their book is called The Grace Marriage, How the Gospel and Intentionality Transform Your Relationship. Got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com and not one, but two copies of this book that we're giving away today. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Again, the book by Brad and Marilyn Rhodes called The Grace Marriage, How the Gospel and Intentionality Transform Your Relationship, 800-227-5278, is the number to get you through to the bottom line. On the other side of this break, we'll take a look at grace and how important it is, especially with Thanksgiving coming up. Can this be a grace-filled Thanksgiving holiday for you and your spouse? I'll give you a couple of tips as to how to make it so coming up next as the bottom line continues. You know the old expression, a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, if you're an expectant mom and you go to a pregnancy health center that is in partnership with Preborn, one picture can say way more than that. And that picture I'm talking about is an ultrasound picture. Every donation that goes to Preborn goes to providing ultrasounds for women who are expecting children and they want to know what all of their options are. When you call 833-850-BABY right now, you give a gift of $28 that provides one ultrasound. But if you give a gift toward the purchase of an ultrasound machine, now that's a $15,000 investment, but every ultrasound machine can do 250 ultrasounds per year and lasts a minimum of 10 years. That's 2,500 ultrasounds available to women right now. Think of all the babies, thousands of babies' lives that will be saved by your donation to preborn right now. Call 833-850-BABY. 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Make your best donation right now, $50, $100. Maybe you want to give $15,000. It's completely tax deductible. We've had a couple of bottom line listeners step up and do just that. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Call Preborn right now. My thanks again to Brad and Marilyn Rhodes for joining us today here on The Bottom Line to discuss their book called The Grace Marriage, How the Gospel and Intentionality Transform Your Relationship. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we have not one but two copies of this book that we're giving away today, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to The Bottom Line. Let's face it, this Thursday being Thanksgiving, marriages are going to be put to the test and you know the reason why they're going to be put to the test because it's tough to do the thanksgiving meal when you're hosting it or maybe when you have to go over the river and through the woods to make that meal a reality 
Or maybe there's a divorce in your family and you've got splintered families. So you did a little bit of Thanksgiving yesterday and you'll do a little more on Thursday and a little more the following Saturday or Sunday. Here's the idea that I think is, is key more than anything else. Don't just say grace at the Thanksgiving meal. Let grace rule the day in your home on the Thanksgiving holiday and all throughout the holidays. You're going to have a contact with somebody over this holiday season who's going through a tough time in their marriage. It may be somebody who just got married and they're young and marriage is a lot tougher than they thought it was going to be. Maybe a couple that's been married for a while, they're dealing with infertility and going to a family gathering is just going to be another reminder. Hey, somebody's pregnant and I'm not, or somebody's got a lot of kids and we don't. And there needs to be a certain measure of grace. Maybe it's a split season because of the phenomenon of gray divorce and mom and dad aren't together anymore. So mom's with her new guy and dad's with his new girl and you got to split time and, and that's not fun. And then always remember every year, I mean, this has been kind of a story in our family's existence for quite some time, but just about every year, someone is experiencing that first Thanksgiving without someone, you know, the first Christmas without somebody there. Where do we go to help people in a marriage who are weathering all these different storms deal with them? Well, we go to God's grace and his mercy. And you find that grace helps you with your identity. Grace helps you in crisis. Grace helps you in communication, in intimacy, in money, in just the day-to-day -day everything. Brad and Marilyn Rhodes write about this in their book, and I love the way they describe their marriage. They said, we knew the honeymoon was over before the honeymoon was over. Um, the disillusionment and disappointment just really kind of knocked them off their course. But at the end of the day, with God's grace and a lot of study and a lot of prayer, they were able to discover some keys to gracious living in the marriage. And that is the name of the game, is it not? I mean, how many times uh, every one of us has had a moment with our spouses where we've kind of muttered under our breath, uh, mutter, 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 right? I mean, it happens. I get it. And sometimes you do a better job of it than others. One of the things I know Lisa and I really appreciate in our marriage is that we can kind of see each other, right? We, we don't, there's nothing that is unseen or unspoken. At the same time, that can be a blessing and a curse when you have one of those mutter moments. It's like, hey, what are you muttering for? I saw that, I heard that. But at the end of the day, remember, in the same way that we can love our spouses, we do so because of the way that God loves us and God first loved us. It's God's grace that brings us to faith in Christ. It's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. If you want to see a strong and thriving marriage, make sure that grace is the driving force. That is good news, and that's the bottom line.